Oh dear. Okay. All right. Emma. What's the first book of the New Testament? Mark. Luke. John. Acts. Mm -hmm. Philippians. Hebrews. Yes. First, second. One of the evangelists. Yes. Last book of the Bible. Oh, yep. Matthew. Mark, Luke, John, X, Roman, First and Second Corinthians. Colossians. Which Thessalonians? Excuse me. Yes. First and Second Thessalonians. First and Second Timothy. James. First, Second, and Third John. Good. Just one revelation. Yeah, the whole thing is just one revelation because the full name of the book is The Revelation of St. John. So if you come to church and I, we have a reading from Revelation, that's how I say it in church, the, a reading from The Revelation of St. John. Because a revelation, what does a revelation mean? Can you think of a word that sounds like it comes from the word Revelation. Not revolving, but it is another reve, R-E-V, E-A-L. I just spelled the word for you. What is that word? R-E-V-E-A-L. Uh, uh, reveal. Reveal, yeah. Reveal comes from revelation. So if I reveal something to you, then you have a revelation. That's why when we say that the word of God is Jesus, but it's also the revelation of God to man, that means that God reveals himself and makes himself known to man. Very good. Cameron? Matthew? Mark, Luke, John. Acts? To the church of Galatia. Oh, that's not, that's not the way this works here. To the church at Galatia. If, there's, if, if you're writing to the church of Rome, the people of Rome are called... What are the people of Rome called, Emma? If you are a person in America, you are called an... An American, a person who is in Rome, is called a Rome an, a Roman. A person in Galatia is called a a what? Galatian. So it's the letter to the Galatians. Yeah. <laughs> yep, Colossians. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. James. Yeah, good. Okay. Now, to the catechism. Catechism was to widows. It was the second part to widows. But the widow who lives for... Yes. Let's do that again. But the widow who... The widow who... Lives her pleasure is dead even when she lives. Yes. Now let's go back and do the whole thing. What does God's word say to widows? The widow who... Is... Really in need and, and left... All alone... Puts her... Hope in... in yep. And continues... To night and day to mm -hmm. pray... And ask God for help. Yes, but... But the widow who lives for pleasure is dead, even when she lives. Yes, good. 
Now, next time, is, next week's going to be the last midweek. Next week is the last midweek. For you, it is the last midweek forever. Last midweek next week. So we'll have uh, the term quiz scores for my class at the end after our little um, prayers. And I will give the winner a certificate that gives them bragging rights for the rest of the year, whoever wins. And then uh, sometime in, in the next month, we'll have all of the midweek kids out to our house to watch a movie. We put on a good movie night, don't we? Were you there too for youth group or was it just Seth? It was just me, John okay. Noah. Yeah, okay. We put on a pretty good movie night, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, listen to Seth. He knows what's up. So, next week's the last week. So, what you need to do for your catechism is, I want you to do this last bit to everyone. Okay? This is really easy. It's first from Romans 13. The commandments are summed up in this one rule. What do you think the one rule is? Love people. Love your... Neighbor as yourself. Right. Okay, see, you already know that one. And then the second one is from 1 Timothy, and that is this. I urge that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for whom? Everyone. Everyone. Yep, you know that one too. Okay? That's what I want you to work on. Excuse me. That's what I want you to work on for next time. Okay? Easy peasy. Now, the term quiz. Luke and Emma, you two are just going to have to suffer along because I don't have the sheets with the term banks that Carolyn would give you. So you just do your best, and it'll be what it'll be, and uh, that's that. What grades are you in? You're in third grade. What grade are you in? Fourth grade? Ah, okay. So you get to come into my class next time. You get to stay in Carolyn's class for another year. I'm glad I don't have to be in my sister's class. She's coming in next year. Oh, is she? She's going to be in Carolyn's class? Uh-huh. Ah, very good. Okay. Now, number one. Number one, the community of believers in any location who gather regularly for the divine service, who pray with one another, who visit the sick, who care for the poor, and who take care of the general welfare of one another. What is this called? The community of believers in any location. Number two. The organization of the church during the time of the apostles. Christians gathered to worship in homes and households were the base of operations for mission work. Say, uh, uh, Sophie, when it it comes time, I will. Number three, the persecutor of the church who was converted to Christ and became the foremost apostle to the Gentiles. He wrote the largest number of the New Testament epistles. Now, there are a lot of bonus points for this one. So, are you ready? You get one full, shiny bonus point if you can tell me what his former name was. I will also give you a bonus point If you can tell me the date of his conversion. 
And I will give you a third bonus point if you can tell me what other apostle this apostle is rem- uh, what other apostle shares the same feast day which is on April 20 excuse me on uh, June 29th which other apostle shares the same date as this one because they're often celebrated in twos like St James and St John and this saint and the other saint. Those are your three possible bonus points for that one term. I'm going crazy because it's close to the end. Okay, number four. The saving message of God's grace and forgiveness to sinners in the death and resurrection of Jesus. The saving message of forgiveness to sinners in the death and resurrection of Jesus. And number five. Number five. A minister who is sent out to other lands to preach the gospel and administer the sacraments to those who do not believe in Christ. And really to bring them to the knowledge of Christ. Okay, Sophie, you wanted me to repeat one. Which one? Number three? Number two. No, oh, number two. Okay, let me find that. Number two. The organization of the church in the time of the apostles. Christians gathered to worship in homes and households served as the basis of operation. This is the household of faith that was the organization of Christian life during the divine service and after the divine service. Yes, Emma. can't hear you, Emma. I sure can read number four. Number four is uh, the saving message of God's grace and forgiveness to sinners in the death and resurrection of Jesus. It's the message of the death and resurrection of Jesus. And I'll give you a bonus point if you can tell me what the word means. Because it means something. What it is, is the message of the death and resurrection of Jesus, and what it means is a bonus point, if you get it. Any more that you need me to repeat? Going once, going twice. Okay. Seth. Number one. Is the church community? Or? That's close. It's the Christian community. I'll give you the church community, though, because that's basically the same thing. Yeah, the Christian community. Luke. I just put Christians. Would you still tell me? Uh, not if it's just Christians. It has to have the word community in it because the, the Christian community is the full community collection of uh, Christians that get together. It's not just the fact that they are a Christian, and Christians is a different term. Christians is just what believers in Jesus are called, but the Christian community is the whole gathering and collection of them. Does that make sense, Luke? Okay. Uh, Okay, number two, Luke. What did you get for number two? Uh, yeah, I'll take that. The house church is, is what that one is. Because remember, where do the Jews go to church? I'll give a bonus point to the first one who is not named Seth. <laughs> who can tell me where the Jews go to church. Sophie? I'm just going to take a random guess the synagogue. The synagogue is correct. The Jews go to church at the synagogue. Where do the Christians go to church? Uh... 
Yes. In-house in church? Yes, in-house church. They don't have a building that they go to like we do or like the Jews did where they would go to the synagogue. So what they did is they would gather in homes and that's what the church used to look like. You didn't come here to go to church. You went to somebody's house and there was there was a family and you knew that that was where the church was, was at their house. Yes, Emma. Would you take home church? Yes, I'll take that. Cameron. What thing that you answered? Oh, where do Christians? Uh, yeah. That's that's the answer of the term. So I can't give it as a bonus point. The bonus point was synagogue, and your cousin got it. You got to be quicker on the draw. Number three, Emma. Saint, are you saying Bartholomew or uh, Barnabas? It is not Barnabas. Barnabas was a partner to this guy. Cameron, who, uh, did, who did you have? Uh, I got the bonus point. Uh, is, is it John Mark? No, it is not John Mark. Sophie? The really important clue here is the persecutor of the church who was converted. What does it mean to persecute? What is persecution? Not to die. Persecution can lead to death. And if you die for the faith, that's called what? Starts with an M. Luke? Yes, if you are a martyr, if you die for the faith, and dying for the faith is called martyrdom. But if you're not, if you aren't dead or put to death for the faith, you are suffering persecution. Persecution. Yes. So uh, suffering for the sake of the gospel is persecution. Well, this guy dished it out. This guy said, "If you are a Christian, then uh, you're, I am going to be the one to." make you suffer. And this guy was the one who was in charge of stoning. I'll give a bonus point. Stoning who? Stephen. Stephen. Yep. He was in charge of stoning Stephen. Now, oh, I guess it's bad. It's over to you, Seth. So who, who do you have here? Uh, Saul of Tarsus. No, it's not Saul. It's St. Paul Apostle. This is who was converted and who became the foremost apostle. Paul is the name he uses when he is an apostle. Saul is the name that he uses while he persecuted the church. So the answer to this one is St. Paul because he's the apostle. Then the bonus question, the first one is his name before he was converted, which is what? Saul. Yeah, and then the other bonus point is his feast day. Did anybody get his feast day? Uh, um, well, uh, I, or excuse me, the day of his conversion. That's what it was. And I just put March second. That was kind of yes. Nope. Luke, did you write anything down? Well, pick a date. You've got you've got a whole bunch of. Yeah, you've got 365 of them to choose from, so take your best guess. I'll give you two bonus points if you guess and you get it right. <laughs> the date of his conversion that we celebrate in the church. Any guess? I need a month and I need a date. What do you think? Just make a guess. It doesn't matter if it's wrong. Nope, not June 29th, although that is the feast day of uh, somebody else. Yes, Emma, what do you guess? April 14th? Nope, not April 14th. Cameron? Uh, July 1st? Nope, not July 1st. Sophie? Uh, August. Nope, it's not in August. It's January 25th. January 25th is when the church celebrates his conversion. And the... F the feast day where he is celebrated with another guy is on June 29th. 
And who is the other guy he celebrated with? Thomas, no. Not Thomas, nope. Saints Blank and Paul. Luke, who, did you have anything? Emma? Cameron? No. Sophie? I guess. Sure, take a guess. <laughs> um, Bartholomew. Not Bartholomew, nope. Cameron, take a guess. Barnabas? Who? Say Barnabas. Barnabas, not Barnabas. Just think of some of the apostles. Guess one of the apostles. But I need to have an answer now. Luke? Peter. Saints Peter and Paul. They're <clears throat> together on that date, on June 29th. Okay, and, oh, that was only number three. Boy, I'm bad at managing time. Number four. Cameron, what do you have for number four? Uh, I didn't get it. You didn't get number four? No. Sophie? I just guessed The message of the death and resurrection of Jesus is not an angel. I don't know. Set. The gospel. the gospel. The gospel. What do we talk about when we say preaching the gospel? What is the gospel? It is the message of the, for, the forgiveness of sins in the death and resurrection of Jesus. Cameron, did you get the bonus point? No. Sophie? What was the bonus point? bonus point was what does the word mean? Uh, Luke? Emma? Good news. Good news. Yep. Means good news. And lastly, Sophie, number five. Whoops. I just said St. John. It is not St. John. Cameron? A missionary. Missionary. A missionary is a minister who goes to other lands to preach the gospel. Yes. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, Sophie. Three Seth. Five. Is that with bonus points? Uh-huh. Cameron? Three. Mason's not here. Emma, how did you do? Two. Okay, and Luke, how did you do? Two. All right. Okay, now to the book of Acts, chapter 14. Luke, who wrote the book of Acts? Who wrote the book of Acts? Do you know? Can you, can, Cameron, can you grab, get two Bibles? Do you need one, Emma? Okay, all right, very good. Um... The book of Acts was written by one of the evangelists, and it wasn't Matthew, Mark, or John. Yes. <laughs> Good. I would have been sad if you didn't get it there. Yeah. John, or excuse me, Luke wrote the gospel, or the book of Acts. Okay. So we're talking about. Paul and Barnabas, remember last time Paul and Barnabas were together. They're still together and they're on their missionary journey. And what does it mean if they're on a missionary journey, Cameron? What is a missionary? Uh, a journey? A missionary. Not, what is a missionary? Was... Uh, 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 a mission? No, this was just, we just, this is one of the terms. We just literally just talked about this. Sophie. Well, I was just asking what chapter. 14, Acts 14. Sophie, what's a missionary? Uh, a person who goes around talking about. You're kind of right, Seth. Uh, they travel to like uh, far away places to people who don't believe. Yes, and then what do they do to the people who don't believe? Um, and they 
um, baptize them and... Mm -hmm. they, they preach and they teach and they administer the sacraments. Uh, that's what a missionary is. So Paul and Barnabas are on a missionary journey, which means what are they doing? Emma, if a missionary goes to foreign places and preaches the gospel, what, to people who haven't heard it, what are Paul and Barnabas doing on a missionary journey? Sure, but primarily they're... Luke? Preaching. Preaching what? Emma? Which word of God? Sophie? The gospel. The gospel. They're preaching the gospel. Yes. So they're going all over. They're not just in Jerusalem. They're going all over to preach the gospel. To who? Who are the people that they that Paul is going to preach the gospel to? People that are not believe or don't know. Yes, but I mean specifically, what what would that group of people be called? Uh, Gentiles. Yes, Gentiles. Paul is going to preach to the Gentiles, and Barnabas is his assistant. Verse one will go counterclockwise. Me to Sophie. Now it happened in Iconium that they went together to the synagogue of the Jews and so spoke that a great multitude, both of the Jews and of the Greeks, believed. So what do they go? First of all, who goes? Paul and? Barnabas. Yes. And where do they go? And, and the Jewish synagogue. Pardon me? The Jewish Jewish synagogue? Yes, they go to the synagogue. And what are they doing at the synagogue? Um, preaching the gospel. Yes, they are preaching the gospel. And what happens? Um, lots of people believe. Yes, Jews and Gentiles. Now, what does that tell you? about preaching the preaching of the gospel when Paul and Barnabas go to the synagogue and they preach the gospel and many people believe. What does that tell you about the preaching of the gospel? Who's doing the work? Um, yes, that's right. Is, the, is the, the pastor who preaches the one who's doing the work? No. Is the person who hears the gospel preached doing the work? No. Who does the work? Uh, the Holy Spirit. Yes, the Holy Spirit. So the word is preached to you. And it's given to you. And then who opens up your heart or helps you to open up your heart to receive that word so that the word can go in you and do its work, do its job? God. So when you believe... Whose work is it that you are believing? God. Right. Did you make the decision that you were going to believe? No. God did something to you. And you are able to believe because he worked on you. Good. So, lots of uh, Jews and the Gentiles believed. But, verse 2, Sophie. Um, but the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and, po and poisoned their minds against the brothers. Wait, the brothers or the brethren? Who is that? Yes. It's not just Paul and Barnabas. Paul and Barnabas are part of that, but it is... All the apostles. Not the apostles. It's everyone. Everyone who? We're listening. We're all... Not quite, yes. All the um, deacon, no. Ah, that's a, not, not, Paul and Barnabas are, are the two. But there are people who believe, and wherever the gospel is preached, there is a community. So what do we have here in church? Yes, that's right. What are we? Are we a congregation, or are we a community? That's right. We are a community. 
which means that if one person in our community is sad, who is sad? Everyone. Everyone. It means if some people in our community are having trouble and don't have food, who works to take care of them? Everyone in the community. If some people don't have money and they need help, then who takes care of them? The community, yes, because we are all a community. It's like a family, but much bigger than a family. That's what this is. So we, that's why we're all, we say that we're brothers and sisters in Christ. So the brethren. What that means is that it is the whole community of Christ and all of the faithful disciples who heard the gospel and who believed in the gospel and then who followed Paul and Barnabas. Okay? And then the Jews who did not believe, they stirred up trouble. They poisoned the minds of the Greeks against the brethren. Now, who does that sound like? People getting stirred up and having their minds poisoned against the gospel. Yes. Okay, that's the kind of thing the devil does. Yes. There's one specific person who had people stirred up against him. Can you think of who that was? Herod. Were the people stirred up against Herod? Or Stephen? Yes, the people were stirred up against Stephen. And they had false witnesses. But who else does that sound like? Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. The people were stirred up against Jesus and their minds were poisoned about him. Now, verse 3. Oh, by the way, what this means is wherever the gospel is preached, there are people who despise the gospel and want to cause harm. Which means, is it going to be easy in your life, whether you're the age you are now, or when you grow up and you're an adult, is it going to be easy to be a Christian? No. If the world hates the gospel then the, and the world hates the preaching of the gospel, the world hates everyone who holds on to the gospel. Therefore, verse 3. Therefore, they stayed there a long time speaking boldly in, in the Lord, who was, who was bearing witness to, to the word of, of his grace. Granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Yes, so what's happening? Cameron, what's happening there? Uh, they, they, they are, are they speaking to, to the Jews about the Lord. Yes, and what else? What else are they doing? Uh, they're preaching the gospel. Yes, and what else are they doing? It's the uh, the answer is right there. What else are they doing? Uh, they they were bearing witness to the word of grace. No, Seth. Um, they like they um, uh, the uh, Holy Spirit gave them um, like signs. They performed signs. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they performed signs. But who really is performing the sign? Yeah, the Lord is doing it. This is The big question is always this. Who's the one doing the work? Emma, who's the one doing the work? God is the one doing the work. So you see what it says. Uh, speaking boldly in the Lord, which means who gave them the power to speak boldly? The Lord, the Lord gave them the power and the strength. And what did the Lord do when his word was being proclaimed by his apostles. He testified. He granted signs and wonders. He bore witness of whose word? His own word. Good. Verse 4. Continue. That's you, Emma. You need to read a little bit louder. You're fine. Don't apologize. But the... Mm-hmm. But the malt... Yep. Uh, 
divided. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And part. Yes, so what's going on? This is just for Emma because she's the one that read the verse. So what's happening there? Yes, that's right. So there were the whole town was divided because some people believed the apostles and said, no, 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 we want to keep these guys here. And the others sided with the Jews who poisoned their minds and said, no, 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 we don't want them here anymore. Verse 5. Mm-hmm. They learned of it and fled to Lystra and their cities of Lyconia. Lyconia and to the surrounding country. Yeah. And take verse 7 too. And there, and there they continued to preach the gospel. Yes, and they were preaching the gospel there. So does the stoning that they hear about, the, the folks are going to try to stone them so they run off, does that scare them into not preaching the gospel? Mm-hmm. No, who does that sound like? Do you remember? This was way back. Who's in, the, in Solomon's porch or Solomon's portico preaching the gospel and then gets arrested and beaten and then told, hey, don't preach Jesus anymore and then goes out and preaches Jesus right away? Which two men? I'll give you the, a hint. It's the number one and the number two apostles. Peter and John? Yes, Peter and John. This sounds like Peter and John. So when we talk about being bold in the Lord, this is also what it means. Because do you think that Barnabas and Paul really want to walk around getting beaten up everywhere they go? No. <laughs> no? I mean, would you like that? Look, if you knew that... Every single time you went, I don't know, down to the grocery store, somebody was going to throw rocks at you and tell you to get out. Would you want to go back? Would you go to the grocery store every day whistling a jaunty tune saying, Oh, well, hey, good morning, everybody. Where are those stones? I don't think you probably would. You'd probably stay away. But Paul... Peter and John and the rest of the apostles, Paul and Barnabas here, they just continued to preach the gospel. Whose strength is that? If you really wouldn't want to go back to the grocery store if you knew people were going to throw rocks at you, whose strength is it that allows them to keep going and keep preaching the gospel? It's God's strength, right. So they go to Lystra, and in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet, what does it mean to not have strength in your feet? Cameron? Like, like uh, numb feet, and they can't, well, like, uh, your, your feet can't, uh, the, the, they don't have any strength, and they can't stand up. Yeah, you can't stand up. That's what it means. If you don't have strength in your feet, you can't stand up. Yeah, a cripple. And then the answer comes later. I was just testing you. Certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. What does that mean that he was crippled from his mother's womb? Sophie. Uh, he has been crippled ever since he was born. Yes, from even before he was born. When he was born, he was already crippled and he has never once walked. Nine. You listen to Paul speaking. Mm-hmm. Paul looked looking intently at him and seeing that he w- he had faith to be made well. Said with a loud voice, "Stand up straight on your feet," and he leaped and walked. Mm-hmm. Verse eleven. A little louder, Emma. I can't hear you, run. I'm just right across the table.
the raised there. Verse 11. Now when the people saw what Paul had done, they raised their... Is it Lyconian? Is it that big one? Yep, it's verse 11. That's Lyconian. Yes, so what happens there, Emma? What do, how do the people respond when they see that Paul tells the, the man crippled from birth to stand up and the man does it? How do they respond? But what do they think about Paul and Barnabas? That they're gods. Yeah, they think that the gods have come down and the gods look like humans and these people are gods. And verse 12. Barnabas they called Jesus and called Hermes, yes. Yes, do you know who Zeus and Hermes are? Zeus, like the, the head of the yes, Zeus is the king of the Greek gods. He has what? Well, what? What? They all have power. What's Zeus's thing? Electricity. Yeah, he has thunderbolts. He hurls his thunderbolts, and Hephaestus, the god of the forge, forges out his lightning bolts that he then throws down. So every time there's a storm, and you see the lightning bolts that the Greeks would say, that's Zeus throwing his, his thunderbolts. Yeah, good. And Hermes, who is Hermes? Do you know who Hermes is? Hermes is the, he is the Greek messenger god. He wears a little hat with wings, and he has little boots with wings. So he goes really fast, because his hat and his boots let him travel really fast. And then he is the messenger. So that's why they think Paul is Hermes, because he's the one who's doing all the talking. Emma. I know it's because of Harry Potter, uh, not Harry Potter, um, because of Percy Jackson. Ah, yes, because of Percy Jackson. Yes. Well, uh, you should study the ancient Greek myths. They're pretty fun to study. Then you get to hear all about uh, Hercules and all of the trials of Hercules and him fighting the Nemean lion. Oh. Well, we have, there are books about it where you can read the actual story. Uh, okay, yes. So anyway, they think that, and are these gods the re real gods? No. no, they are not. But they don't know that because they, they haven't heard the gospel. So they think that Paul and, and Barnabas are the gods that they worship. And what do they do? Thirteen. And the priest of Zeus, whose temple was at the, at, at the entrance of the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer sacrifice or sacrifice with the crowds. Yeah, what are they going to do, Cameron? Uh, uh, they, uh, they're going to steal all their uh, possessions. What? What is, right here, what, is, what are they going to do? The priest of Zeus, right? Right here, verse 13. What's happening? What's the priest of Zeus going to do to Paul and uh, for uh, Paul and... Uh, they were going to sacrifice to the multitudes? They were going to sacrifice to... Uh, they were going to sacrifice the oxen. To... Um, who are they sacrificing them uh, to? Zeus and... Um, and who do they think are Zeus and Hermes? Uh, 
Paul and Barnabas. They're going to give a sacrifice to Paul and Barnabas. Yeah, so is Paul. They're, they think that Paul and Barnabas are gods. So they go and they get the oxen and they're going to make a sacrifice for Paul and Barnabas. Is that the way this is supposed to be going? No, it is not. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard this, they tore their clothes and ran in among the multitude, crying out and saying, Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men with the same nature as you, and preach to you that you should turn from these useless things to the living God who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and all things that are in them who in bygone generations allowed all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, he did not leave himself without witness in that he did good, gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. 18. Yes, I read Paul's whole speech. And what is, the, what is, the, what is Paul basically saying in his Speech. Um, uh, turn to God and uh, um, turn away, or turn away from the um, fake gods. And yes, gods. yes, he says, we are not gods. We are. Men. We're just a couple guys, and your gods, Zeus and Hermes, are okay. fake gods, and. We healed that guy by the power of the true God. In fact, did Paul really, was Paul the one that did the healing? No, it was the Lord. And the, the fact that we, you saw that healing is giving testimony to what we say so that you know that what we say is true. And what we say is God sent his son, Jesus, to die. And then he was raised from the dead and that means that he is the living God. And if God is, if your God is the living God, what does that mean about you, Cameron? It, it means that uh, you, 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 you are the disciple. If your God is the God of death, what does that mean about you? That, that if you follow the God of death, what does it probably mean about you? That you die too. That you are dead. But if you follow the God of the living, Cameron, what does that mean about you? It means that uh, you, 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 you can go to heaven whenever you die. You, do you die? Yeah. No, not really. You live. If you follow the God of the dead, which is every false god, every false god is a god of death, then you die. If you follow the God of the living, then you live. live. Yes. So they say, don't follow. We're not those gods. Those gods are fake anyway. We are just Two couple of guys like you preaching to you the gospel of the one true God and the one true God did this sign. That's what they say. And verse 18. Even with these words, they scarcely... Scarcely, yeah. Scarcely re means they could barely do it. Restrain the people from offering sacrifice. Yeah, the people really think that they are gods and they want to make sure they sacrifice to them, which is kind of nice, isn't it? Uh, okay, then the Jews, I'm just going to finish this. Then the Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there. Uh-oh, they followed Paul. And having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. However, when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city. And the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe. So what happens to Paul because he preaches the gospel? Luke? He gets stoned, yes. And what would we call that? Suffering harm for the sake of the gospel. Persecution, Persecution yes. Why do they drag Paul out of the city, Emma? Because they thought he was dead. Is he dead? No, and what does he do after he gets up? Yes. He enters the city and, with and then leaves with Barnabas. Yeah, he leaves with Barnabas to go to another city, and what's he going to do in that, uh, that other city? Yeah, he's going to keep preaching the what? Word. 
the gospel. He's going to keep on preaching the gospel. So wherever the gospel is preached, there's always persecution. But even though there's persecution, does the church keep on continuing to preach the gospel? Absolutely. Why? Because what is the gospel? The message of... The, yeah, the good news of forgiveness of sins in Jesus, in his death and resurrection. And what does that mean? That Jesus is the God of the living, not the God of the dead. And why do we want everybody to be a part of the God of the living? Yeah, we want everyone to live. Yeah, because we want everyone to live. So the gospel brings hardship, but it also... Uh, gives you the ability to endure and to enjoy the gospel. Uh, very good. Yeah, so you know what to do for your, uh, your catechism. And then these are your, you have four new terms for next time. You have Lystra. Lystra is the city where Paul and Barnabas are mistaken to be Hermes and Zeus. The term Paul's first missionary journey. The term Greek mythology or paganism. The beliefs in gods and goddesses of nature, of love, of beauty, of fertility, of land, of sea, of water and air. Now what does that sound like? People who, who worship nature or who worship love, or who worship beauty. Does that sound familiar? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sounds like what you see in the world right now, doesn't it? That's called paganism. And an elder. Elder is a word that talks about a minister of the gospel as a leader of Christ. Okay, any questions? Very good. Next time we're going to talk about the seven sons of Sceva, which is one of my favorite, favorite stories. Okay, let's go pray.